Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and ascended Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God that he places in our hearts this evening is from the Gospel of Luke chapter 24 verses 44 to 53. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophet and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead and the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. My father recently told us the story of when he, one time when he was in music class and his music teacher took out a tuning fork and struck it, looked at him and said, that's middle C. It was the same a thousand years ago and it will be the same a thousand years from now no matter how flat you sing. So, Udy, get in tune or don't sing. If that's true about a note which was created by God at the beginning of the world, and it certainly is true, how much truer is it of the eternal Son of God who was, who is, and who will be forever. Amen. In our text this evening, Jesus ascended into heaven and sat down on the right hand of God. What does this mean, the right hand of God? It means that he has all power and all authority and all might. It means he is the note, and we had better get in tune with him, or don't sing at all. Notice how Jesus emphasizes this truth in our text. He tells his disciples, these are the things that were spoken by the prophets, and these are the things which I spoke to you, and these are the things which you saw, and these are the things which you will speak. He indeed rules over all things, and as ruler on high, he is the note we need to get in tune with. It's no wonder that uh, Jesus told the Pharisees on Palm Sunday, if these do not speak, the very rocks will cry out. All things, even the very stones, are in tune with Christ. He does not change. The only question is, are we? Singing the right note means having an ear to ear to hear the note. If you can't, uh, if you don't have a musical ear, it's hard to be in tune, and that's a gift that I never really did have. I never, I myself never really had a, a note for mu or an ear for for music. I remember sitting in class in college and. Prof. Ryan gave us the cassette tapes. Yes, I am that old. 
He gave us cassette tapes that we had to listen to uh, and had different pieces of music on there. We were supposed to know those those pieces of music so that when he played any part of them, we'd be able to write down on the test which piece that came from. I had trouble even figuring out where one piece ended and the next one began, much less which name went with which musical composition. But that's all right. I made it through somehow. Some don't, aren't very good at hearing music and therefore have problems singing in tune. But fortunately for us, Christ tells us in our text that he sends the promise of my Father upon you. Fortunately for us, Christ has promised that we can all have an ear to hear his word, that he will give it to all who ask. The promise of the Holy Spirit is given to everyone who asks. And if there's any, any among us who lack understanding of the Scripture, we merely have to pray, and God will open it to us as he opened it to the Emmaus disciples as he walked with them on that road. And as he opened it to the apostles who even this day, even as they watched Christ ascend into heaven, still did not understand the Scripture well. But the Lord fulfilled his promise. He gave them the Holy Spirit and their ears were open to hear that, that song, that note, which is the eternal Christ. And they went forth speaking that same thing. There are many who make a mockery of God's word, claiming that it's too hard to understand. And everyone has their own interpretation, and there's no way to know what is right and, and what is wrong. And certainly, there are things in God's word that can be difficult to understand. Nevertheless, the, the note, the song, the major theme of God's word is clearly visible to all who ask. And all that we need to know for our salvation is opened to us. We might not understand everything, but we certainly, God will certainly make sure we understand what we need to know. There are some who lack the ability to hear musical notes, but there are none who will lack understanding God's word if they simply ask for it. The problem isn't God's word. The problem instead is our babbling, selfish sinfulness that only wants to hear what we've already decided God's word ought to say. Those who listen (laughs) to music and try to get in tune and to sing in tune sometimes stick a finger in their ear so that they can hear themselves better, drown out the outside noise, right? And so we too ought to sometimes stick a cork in our own thoughts and our own desires and listen to what God has to say in his word. There's no greater lie of Satan than the idea that truth comes from ourselves, from our own hearts, or from our own reason, or from our own experience. And there are far too many people who claim to be Christian these days who do not get their truth from God's word, but from their own hearts. Our hearts, by nature, are not in tune with Christ. They're very much out of tune. And if we try and tune our lives to the notes of our hearts, they're not going to, our lives are not going to be in tune with Christ as well. Jeremiah 17.9 reminds us, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. But, says Jesus in John 17.17, 17, Your word is truth. The word of God is in tune with Christ. 
And we need to be tuned to that word, not to the word that proceeds from the sinfulness of our hearts. Having been tuned by Christ, having been given ears to hear the truth of his song, we too will desire greatly to join in and to sing with him the song that we hear in our text today and every day on Sunday, the song that reminds us that he who was and is and will be became man, died, rose again, ascended on high, and now sits on the right hand of God. The note of Christ which proclaims, as our text reminds us, that repentance and remission of sins ought to be preached in his name. Years ago, I remember hearing a friend of mine complaining. This was back when I was in college. I remember a friend of mine complaining about how his pastor always made them sing the worst and the dullest hymns in the hymnal. Oh, they're so hard to sing, he said. It's so dull and boring. And certainly there are some hymns in the hymnal which aren't exactly easy to sing, and some of them that we might not <laughs> rejoice to sing. They can be kind of a burden. But the song of Christ and the note that Christ gives us is never dull and never boring and is always one of joy. Jesus reminds us in Matthew 11:30, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The song, that note of Christ that we, we learn from him is that very truth of the repentance of sins, the remission of our sins, that we might live forever in heaven. Psalm 98, O oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Why? Because he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation. What is this song that we learn to sing? What is this note that is the note of Christ? As we've said before, it is the wonder of his salvation. Christ has indeed ascended on high and sat down on the right hand of God the Father as our epistle uh, reminds us not to rule as a tyrant so that it should be burdensome for us to serve under him and be tuned to him, but rather, as Paul says, he has put all things under his feet and given him to be head over all things to the church. His ascension means, as he tells the apostles, that the proclamation of his salvation and the forgiveness of sins may go out to all the world. His ascension means that he rules in order to make sure that this song, this note, goes out to all the world. He rules and reigns to bring an end to suffering and anger and hatred. He rules and reigns to destroy tyrants and the fools and the prideful in the heart. He rules and reigns to deliver us from this world of sorrow and bring us into his kingdom of glory. He who was dead lives and reigns forever. This is the note of Christ. This is the middle sea of God's creation. And so we just sang just a few minutes ago, draw us to thee. Teach us to be in tune with your song, O Lord, so that putting aside our own pride, our own anger, our own haughtiness, we might learn repentance, and rejoice in the remission of sins, that wonderful note of Christ. Draw us to thee, O Lord, that our whole lives might be in tune with you. Amen.